Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com Featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith Not just a profile picture For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com And the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website Is ready to help single Catholics take the next step In sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics Remember, CatholicSingles.com For faith, fellowship, and love And welcome to the Catholic Minimalism Podcast, exclusively for Breadbox Media. Today we're going to be talking about the overview of the eight-week challenge. So you can read about the eight-week challenge in my book, Not of This World, A Catholic Guide to Minimalism, which is available on Amazon. But most people do the eight-week challenge through Facebook as a group or on my website, evercatholic.com slash minimalism. It's free to do it. I run the group personally twice a year, but several people will gather some friends together, their family together, or a parish group together to run the eight-week challenge themselves. So you'll have all of the resources to do that. And if there's anything you ever need or want that you don't have, just shoot me a quick email and I will put that together. But here's what you can expect from that eight weeks. In that eight weeks, we're going to go over the main rooms in everyone's home. So we don't go over specialty spaces, but we leave some space for that. So week one, we tackle the bedroom. And I think it's really important to start in the bedroom with your own closet and your own clothes because you really want to go through the process of getting rid of your things before you even think about touching or getting rid of anyone else's things. It just helps you to understand emotionally what you're going through. And it also, I think, creates some buy-in from the rest of your family as they watch you do this. It's easier to then approach them and say, you know, I'd like to do this with your stuff as well. And we'll talk about family members later. So we start in the bedroom and then we move on to bathrooms, kitchen, kids' rooms. Then we have a whole week for catch-up. And this is important because, um, life happens and either you fall in behind or maybe, you know, one of those rooms for you was much bigger than for somebody else. Let's say maybe you have 10 kids and so kids rooms just needs more of your attention. That's what that catch up week is for. Then we move on to office, then living room, and then we spend a whole week on going forward. What is this going to look like? How can I maintain this? You know, stuff is going to show up and be pushed into your house all the time. How do we manage the flow of stuff? And so we'll talk about that in the last week. If you're doing this challenge live with me, then I will do a live Q&A every Wednesday on Facebook, and then I will post it on the website after it is done. So that's a great place to get your questions answered, but I will also be doing Q&A sessions here on the podcast. So the very first thing that you're going to want to do is you're going to want to download the Getting Prepared Worksheets, which can be found in all of those places that I mentioned before. And you're going to want to start out by setting up some staging areas. So they sound pretty intuitive, but I just, I'll mention a couple things about the staging areas that maybe you didn't think of. So 
when I go through a room or a space, these are the areas that I have laid out ahead of time. Things I'm gonna keep, things I'm gonna relocate, trash and recycling, things I'm gonna donate, things I'm gonna sell, and things I'm going to return. Now, if I'm in my closet, and if this was the first time I was doing the challenge, I would actually take all of my clothes out and start with them on the bed and only put the things back in my closet that were in the keep pile. I've done this so many times now personally that I probably would skip that step for my closet because it's pretty pared down at this point. I think a lot of people would be shocked how few clothes I have. Uh, but if I was tackling a new space, or a space I hadn't been to in a while, I would definitely you know, pull everything out, lay it out on a flat surface, and then divvy up the stuff. And that's important because you wanna see it all laid out. I, I love doing this with the bathroom stuff because it's so tempting to just open a drawer in your bathroom and go, well, I'm gonna keep that and I'm gonna keep that and okay, this lotion I never use, I'm gonna get rid of it. And so you just start pulling the things out that you don't want, but you don't realize how much is being left in your bathroom unless you lay it all out. So that's what the keep pile is for because everything's gonna come out and then you're gonna create these piles. Relocate is important because you're going to be tempted to want to put things away when you f stumble upon something that doesn't belong in that room. Don't do it. Just put it in the relocate pile and keep moving. Okay. You don't want to distract yourself with having to go from room to room to room. That'll drive you bananas. Uh, do it all at once. So if it just doesn't belong in this room, boom, goes in the relocate pile. Trash and recycling is pretty pretty obvious. I usually just grab a big cardboard box, two, um, and put everything, you know, trash in one and recycling in the other. Things that you want to donate. I usually find also a box or a tote that I'm willing to get rid of. You know, if you have a tote that has no top, it probably drives you nuts and you want to get rid of it anyway. So use that to make your St. Vincent de Paul, Goodwill, Salvation Army, wherever you're going to take the stuff, box, put everything in there. Okay. Things you're going to sell. You can make a lot of money off of your stuff. Uh, garage sales, Craigslist, Facebook marketplace, but this can also be a trap because a lot of you are going to say, oh, I paid so much money for that and I know I can sell it. Um, and if you have lots of time and if that money is worth it to you, then by all means, take some pictures and sell it. But I leave myself usually a week timer on that and if I don't post the pictures within a week it goes to the donate pile okay so you don't want to have lots and lots of things laying around that you intend to sell but that you never get around to so be wary of that trap the sell pile and then things you're going to return so this includes things that belong to friends or family or things that have tags on them and you need to return them to the store so when you start in, in the first room in your bedroom have these staging areas know where you're going to put these things for me really all the staging areas ends up being either a box or a bag and then i kind of move those boxes and bags with me depending on what room i'm working on Okay, I want to move on to the tips for success. These are really important for you, not only to get the most out of the challenge, but I think also 
to have the most pleasant experience with the challenge. So the first thing is take a before picture. Here's the thing, you're gonna get so excited, you're gonna wanna just jump in and do it. I do this all the time. But then when you see the end and you're just so proud of the work that you've done and you can't believe how different it looks, you'll really be kicking yourself that you didn't take that before picture. So just snap a picture on your phone. It doesn't have to be gorgeous. It may feel embarrassing when you take it, but again, when you do all of the work and it looks beautiful afterwards, you'll wanna show off that horrible picture that you took in the beginning. So take a before and after picture. You can post that um, either in the Facebook group, we have albums for each room, or if you want, post it on your Instagram and just use hashtag Catholic minimalism, or you can tag my Instagram account directly, which is just at Catholic minimalism. So either of those, and then everybody can kind of see what you've done, which is really fun. Next, drink some water. This may sound silly, but you're going to get thirsty. And I just try my hardest not to leave the room while I'm working. And so when I get 10 minutes in and I'm like, oh, I'm thirsty. If I have to stop and go get water, it just, it ruins my flow. You know, you want to stay in a good flow of energy where you're you're in a good place and you're getting stuff done. So have some water or maybe some tea. What you don't want to be doing is living off coffee and Diet Coke. Okay, don't do it. That's bad for you. You're going to crash. You'll spike and crash. Um, and it's just going to ruin the the most amount of progress that you could make. Okay, it's going to hold you back. Choose some fun music, um, whatever that means for you. If you want some Gregorian chant, go for it. If you want some Taylor Swift, do it. Just pick something that energizes you and and play that while you're working. Um, you know, I picked up a small Bluetooth speaker on Amazon for $15, and it's so great. The sound quality is so much better than my phone, and that's what I use when I'm listening to music and doing this particular challenge. So that's something you can look into as well. Next, I want you to take notes. So we've got these getting it done worksheets, one for each room, and you just take notes about things that you notice as you're moving through. Um, the toilet paper is almost done. Oh, I need alarm batteries for the fire alarm. Um, you know, if you're in your closet, maybe you need to remember to pick up snow boots that are the right size for one of your kids who's outgrown them. Whatever it is, take notes because you're going to forget these things later. I also write down any kind of container I need. So if I'm going through and I think, gosh, I have a lot of belts, but they're all just around. I really need a, a box that's about you know, eight inches by four inches to store some belts. Or I'll just find, I'll just make a note and say belt storage solution. Then I'll Google it later and see, you know, how people are storing belts in some sort of creative way that I haven't thought of before. Okay, so take those notes because they're really going to help you in the future. The last tip that I recommend is to set a timer. And, you know, part of my problem is that I get so excited about things and I want to do it all at once and then I burn out. But the truth is that most of us can really only work efficiently for 50 minutes, five zero, 50 minutes. And so if I f feel like I can get that much done, I set a timer for 50 minutes and then I take a 10 minute break. I go outside, I grab a healthy snack, I switch gears so that my brain 
experiences something completely different and then I come back in. Now, for those of you with little kids, I would set that timer for 15 minutes, one five, and I would power through as much as I could get done in 15 minutes because that's probably as much as you're gonna get done if you have a three-year-old and a one-year-old around. Okay, but that's okay. I have done the entire eight week challenge in 15 minute bursts and it is possible. But what you don't wanna do is think that you're gonna work for three hours and then feel discouraged because anytime we let those feelings of discouragement seep in, it's going to derail us from our progress that's our little shoulder devil kind of whispering in our, our ear, you're never going to do this. See, you've already screwed it up. You don't have time to get this done. You're never going to make progress. You're always going to live like this. Does any of that sound familiar, you guys? The devil definitely knows how to make us feel bad about ourselves. He wants us drowning in stuff and then drowning in guilt about our stuff. And we're not going to give in to that. And that's why we're going to follow these tips for success. Next up, I have a worksheet for just identifying anybody else that needs to be involved in the process. You know, if you have older kids, you might want to schedule it ahead of time. Hey, in two weeks, we're going to tackle your room. I need you for two hours on this Saturday. Okay. Um, you know, Maybe you need to have a family meeting where you gather everybody and you say, hey, this is what's happening. And not from, um, I'm going to minimalize the house and you must follow me. I would start taking a step back and saying, you know, I just really want to create a peaceful home environment. And maybe you've noticed I've been a little frazzled lately, a little stressed. And I think that having less stuff would really help me. You don't want to tell them that it's going to help them. Just start with yourself. It's really going to help me to feel more comfortable at home, to manage our home better, and so that I can do more of the fun things that I want to do. Get buy-in from them by painting a picture of what life would look like if you guys had less stuff. Usually it involves less yelling, less frantic searching for things, um, and more fun time as a family. And intuitively, everybody understands that. They may still not want to do it, and they may still grumble a little bit, um, but explain to them what's going on. I have a section here for creating the order of the rooms and the dates that you want to tackle them. You can deviate from what I've chosen or laid out as the eight-week challenge, something that makes more sense for you, um, but that's what that next section is about. So then the next worksheet in the Getting Prepared worksheets are the questions that we're going to ask as we look through this, this stuff. You know, question number one, does this item help me love the Lord? Does it help me love myself as God created me? You know, so when you're looking at your toothbrush and you're thinking, well, what, why is a toothbrush important? Well, God gave you your body and he's asked you to be a steward of your body. And so you need to brush your teeth. It's also hard to be an evangelist if you have stinky breath all the time. And so there are ways to tie in these worldly things that we own into our mission as Catholics, okay? And so that's what these faith questions are trying to get to the heart of, um, because most of us have not been called to take a vow of poverty. So you can stop being so hard on yourself. When you read about saints who were called to, to give away all of their stuff, the Holy Spirit spoke to those people and made it very clear that that is what God wanted from them. And most of us are not going 
to receive that message, okay? And so your stuff is not intrinsically bad or evil. It doesn't mean you're not being a good Catholic. So what you do need to do is evaluate, you know, is this helping me with my mission to serve my family, my own body, my church community, the poor, or do anything else that God has asked me to do? And then the last faith question, which I think is is missed in so many other minimalism books, is the idea that something is just intrinsically beautiful. Catholics value things that are good, true, and beautiful because they lead us to God. They show us God's beauty. They give us a glimpse, a doorway into heaven. And so sometimes the only reason I keep something is because it's beautiful. And I don't think that's shallow. I think that's a really important part of Christianity. Then I have a ton of questions, just generic questions that I call the life test questions. And then within each worksheet, I have room specific worksheets and I have questions for each room as well. So you'll be able to see what those look like. Okay, so that's going to be the format of the eight week challenge. We're going to go through it together. Remember to print off these worksheets, schedule time, set yourself up for success, and then don't be afraid to ask these tough questions of yourself and of the things that you're keeping. The last thing I want to say is this is a lifelong process. Most of the people doing the challenge you'll find have done the challenge before. Uh, As I'm recording this, this will be the fourth time I'm doing it with other people. And it's, I'm probably five years in and I still find stuff to get rid of. And sometimes I'm just not ready to get rid of something. So I think the first three times I did the minimalism challenge before, I still kept my wedding dress. I was just not ready to let that go. I had a bunch of ideas about what I was gonna do with it. And I just wasn't ready to let it go. But the last time I found myself pregnant and wanting some more space in my closet. And I just had this moment. I was just ready. My girls are not going to use it. And I'm just ready, ready to give it up. Okay. And so, you know, that was challenge number four for me that I gave that up. And and so I just want to encourage you that you can do this many times. If something is very difficult for you, don't get rid of it. Move on. Stay with the things that are easy to get rid of or only a little bit difficult to get rid of, especially if this is your first time. Doing it more quickly and getting rid of the easy things will give you this momentum and this sense of accomplishment And as you watch the amount of stuff in your house decrease, and as you experience the peace and the freedom that that gives you, it will make you stronger and more brave the next time you tackle this challenge. Thanks so much for joining me, you guys. I am so excited to dive into this challenge with you. Next up, I will be talking about beginning with the end in mind and why we're doing this at all. And hopefully that will give you a really strong place to start from that's anchored in Christ and anchored in eternity, because that's the whole reason that we're here. Thanks so much for hanging with me in this journey, you guys, and have a blessed day.